0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Today we have an amazing show as always. Um, uh, firstly I'd like to give a shout out Baruch Hashem to um, uh, the two boys that just came back from uh, Eretz Yisrael, Eretz HaKodesh. They came all the way from Grayneck to Derechemet over here to join us tonight. Uh, Josh Neiman, Skelman's Vault for coming by and of course Aya Dinkin, Skelman's Vault. You should just know you guys make us proud when you come. Give us chizuk, Ruch Hashem. He was telling me before. He says, Rabbi, we watch it every time. we want to see you live, Ruch Hashem. is Skelman's vote. I appreciate the chizuk. He gives me a lot of chizuk for that. Um, uh, thank you. If wash them out tonight, Shi'ur, Tamara Bat Sara, Zamir Bat Victoria. Okay, Rabbotai. As always, we always like to to say in the parashah something that you take home that's life lessons. No hey I'm very something life lessons and something really really that um, I like to share is the bet. you ever hear the story about the bet? you know the story? There was a king and he told There was a king and he told uh, he told his ambassador, the person that was going to the king he says, listen, you go meet the king, you're gonna go meet him." Right? He was a king of a different country and he's another king from a different country. And they're both crazy, crazy uh, powerful and big and everything like that. So king, let's say, from uh, Switzerland, he's sending him off to, to Japan. He tells the guy, he says, listen, I'm telling you from now, you're going to meet the king of Japan, whatever you do, don't make any bet. Nobody. He says, what do you mean? He says, again, mark my words. Do not make any bet. If he's going to bet you on something, say, I don't bet. I'm sorry, I don't bet. I have strict orders from the king. No betting. By the way, today also, we're going to also do for Yeshua Ben, Yeshayahu Ben, Hava. Correct? Yeshayahu uh, Ben, Hava. So he says like this. He says, we're going to take a bet. Don't bet. There's no problem, we're not going to bet. We're not going to bet. So, the ambassador gets to the king of Japan and he's um, I'm from, I'm from, they sent me from the king of Switzerland, sent me to say regards and this and that, oh very nice, so the king of Japan says, ah so they sent they sent the hunchback I see he says, uh, I'm not a hunchback he says, no no you're 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 a hunchback, I can see a hunchback you're a hunchback, so they sent the hunchback to greet the king, he says no, what are you talking about, I'm not a hunchback he says, greet the king No, 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 I see see the lump on your back and there's that. He says, no. He says, okay, if you're not a hunchback, how's this? I bet you five million dollars that you're a hunchback. So he says, okay, uh, I know the king told me not to take any bets, but this is ridiculous. I know guaranteed, I have no hunch on my back and I'm winning this bet. I don't care, I will bet. And I'm going to bet. And he says, I will win. I have $5 million for the king. And guess what? I'll take his money and I'll give a gift to the king. beautiful. So he goes. He he strains out his tie. Like, uh, you know, I'm going to win this bet. And I don't even know the king said not to. But listen, at the end of the day, I have free $5 million for the king. So he says, uh, the king tells, the, 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 the king of Japan tells the guy, there's only one way to figure it out. You gotta, you gotta take off your shirt to see your back. There's no problem. Macho man takes off his shirt. Look, my back, no hunch. Wow, you're right. You're right. Takes out. No, not, not check. Cash. Kish! He takes out cash. Bitcoin. Takes out the cash. He starts counting it starts getting the, uh, the, the, the the suitcases ready one after another after another after another here this is for you boom he says wow he has four attache cases with five million dollars in it you know it's great he's walking over to the king and he's giving it to the king and the king is uh, so what's that he says my dear king and he starts opening up the you know like the zero 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 to open up the, the you know it opens up the thing <laughs> each one he opens up both of them, four of them. One, two, three, four. Wow! The king says, "Thank you very much." What? What is this? Says, "My dear king, this is a gift from me to you." Says, "How'd you get this money?" Says, uh, "Says I, I bet." Whoa, whoa, whoa! One second. One second. I, I said, "Don't bet. What? Just tell me. What happened? Did you, did you, did you take over?" Your sh- he says, what are you talking about, my dear king? I went there, hunchback, did that, and, and what did he tell you? He said he yeah, I have to take off my shirt to show him that I'm not a hunchback, and I did. I took off my shirt. He says, "What do you did? You took off your shirt." Says, "Yeah, I took off my shirt." I he says, "I bet the king ten million dollars that you won't take off your shirt." You lost me five million, this guy, and he's flipping out. This that he's going crazy. He says, botai. That is the biggest <laughs> trick of the yetsarah. One of the biggest tricks is this trick. You now I know this. First of all, it's this week's parasha because what it say? Zot. Wait. Let me just read what it says. This is the biggest trick of the yetsarah. What's the biggest trick of the yetsarah? The biggest trick of the yetsarah. He plays you and says, "Wait, wait, wait." It says like this, but that doesn't apply to me. You know what I'm saying? Ah, the reasoning and this and that, a person makes cheshbonot. Let me tell you a story of a rabbi in the Gemara. There's a rabbi in the Gemara. It says, there's halakha. It says over there in the Gemara that that a person, he has to light, you know, you know everybody has to light the candles for Shabbat. You have the oil, you have the wick, you have the, you know what I'm saying? So, there's a that says, don't read next to the halakha Don't read, not ear Don't read a book, a sefer, next to halakha Why is that? Why is that? <laughs> for, Shabbat, for Shabbat, for Shabbat, for Shabbat. Right, you can eat with the light on. You can eat with the halakha on, right? That's for sure, that's good. But to take a sefer, Let's say, for example, the lights went out. All of a sudden, you know, it never happened in the summertime where it's a crazy yeah. thunderstorm and things like that. And you're like, what's going on over, over here? Open, and I don't know where you are, and then, wherever you are, and then boom, there's no voltage. All you have is the Shabbat candles, and you're like, oh, you know what? All of a sudden now you want to learn. So you say, now they think the book and now you want to learn all of a sudden, right? are like this, and you're looking at the book, you're not allowed to do it right by right by the light now. Why? thinking what I says. Because you might not have enough light. And if you don't have enough light, what you're going to do is, you're going to pour oil from the, from the candle and tilt it towards the wick. So the wick will be thicker with the oil and give you more light. That is considered asur zadlaka. It's like you're creating fire on Shabbat. You're not allowed to do it. That's the reason. So there was one rabbi that said, listen, that's the reason. I'm sad. there's no way I'm going to fall for it. I'm going to read, and I'm not going to tilt it. That's what you're telling me. You're telling me the reason is that I might tilt it? I will be very careful not to tilt it. And he went, and guess what? He was going like this, tilt it, oh, he tilted it. He says, ay, ay, ay. He says, look how great the rabbis were, look how great the rabbis were. What do you mean by that? Sometimes a person will give you the reason because of this. The real reason is because Hashem said not to. Finished. Hashem said not to. The rabbis to, uh, the rabbis are coming in the name of Hashem. Of course, they, they, they know they know this is what it is. We we're supposed to listen. The Torah says Lotus women of small. You can't go veer off of the, the rabbi say. The rabbi says the rabbi says it. It's the rabbanan. But at the end the right, rabbi said it. The rabbi said it. That's it, finished. When the when the Chachamim come with the law, come with Halakha, even though they'll give you a reason, you can't say, oh, this reason won't apply to me. It doesn't work like that. So he said, oh, this reason won't apply to me. And guess what? Hashem showed him, oh, it doesn't apply to you? It applies to you. And that's why one of the things that a person has to understand is, we have to follow Torah law because Hashem said, ah, you want to know a reason? We'll tell you a reason, but it has nothing to do. Oh, now the reason doesn't apply to me, so now I can... No, no, no. How do we know that? This whole story. What happened with the story? He was reading with the, with the book by the thing. The rabbi said not to do it. And guess what happened? He did it. And the rabbi said the reason. And, 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 and he fell to the reason. He fell because of the reason. Why? Because it doesn't matter what the reason is. It matters. Hashem said not to. we not to. No cheshbonot. No cheshbonot. I'll give you another example. Everybody knows. I always tell you the example of Shlomo Amelech. Shlomo the Torah says, How many wives can a king have? How many wives can a king have? 18, 18 wives. 18 wives. More than 18 wives. Some people can't handle one. Uh, <laughs> Alright. Uh, be careful, huh? <laughs> So he says like this. So he says, uh, 18 wives. So now what? Zura says, more than 18 wives, she could stray your heart away. <laughs> stray it away. Maybe do, you know, things like that. So someone else says, oh, the wisest of all men, it won't stray my heart away. I can have more, it won't stray my heart away. Guess what happened? he had more straight hard away why because the torah is just telling you the reason you can't say oh this is the reason why i'm not going to fulfill the halakha now because this won't apply to me in this situation i'll give you another example how many times it says don't light a fire so a person might say oh listen i can, i i, I could use uh, i could drive my i, I could use my phone let's say it's not fire out. No, no, no. It's a suit to use you for. Of course, it's obvious. But a person makes kheshbon, oh no, what are you talking about? It has no It's a suit, it's a suit. A guy might say, oh, it's a suit. Why is it a suit to, to look at something that's supposed to look at? Oh, because it might lead. It. it has nothing to do. It's a suit, it's a suit. The rabbi said, you're not allowed to be alone with a woman alone in a room that's finished. A person say, like, oh yeah, why? Because it might lead to something. But it's not going to lead to something. It has nothing to do. Avelah is Avelah. Has nothing to do the reasoning why. You might figure out a reason. You might say, oh, it's because of this. It has nothing to do. You cannot start saying, oh, the reason is like this. But the reason won't apply to me because I'm not in that caliber. No, no, no. Halakha says it. Halakha says it. Finished. Finished. You're not an exception to the rule of the Halakha. And that's exactly this week. It says, Zot Chukat HaTorah. This is the Chuk of the Torah. What do you mean, Zot Chukat HaTorah? The first thing you have to understand. Even though sometimes you'll know and you'll find the reasonings behind the Halakha, because A, B, and C, you have no right to go against it and say, no, this Halakha won't apply to me because the reason doesn't apply. We follow the mitzvot. Hashem says, this is what it is, this is what it is. And there's no Cheshbonot. Because a lot of times the Yetzirah will get you and say, oh, the reason doesn't apply to me. Oh, it doesn't apply to me. Yeah. I could be alone and nothing's going to happen. No, no, no. That's Finish. Finished. Finished. You cannot say that. You cannot make your own rulings. Oh, because of this. Oh, this doesn't apply. Because... No, no, no. Hashem said it. I must keep it. That's the hulk of the Torah. This is the first lesson we're learning tonight. Second lesson we're learning tonight is like this. This is a very important lesson. And that is, I want to discuss tonight the story of the rock with Moshe Rabbeinu. Everybody knows there's tons of answers to this question. Tonight I'm going to present you two answers of this question. First it says, Take a stick. What was Moshe Rabbe supposed to do? The people were complaining. What were they complaining about? No water. We want water. Okay, take the stick. And what did he say? Go get the people and talk to the rock. Talk to the rock and the rock will come out water. That's the halakha. What's the Allah What's we supposed to do? Again, follow instructions. What's the instructions? Take your stick. Go to Go. It says over there. gather the people. Talk to the rock. It doesn't say talk to the rock, it says talk to the rock in front of them. Yeah, talk. And it will give forth water. From the from it's gonna come out. And you're gonna be have so much water, you're gonna be able to fill the whole generate the whole nation and the flock, out everything. It says that Moshe took the stick in front of Hashem. Now we have to understand. He took the stick. First of all, why do you need a stick if Hashem said talk to the rock? So you tell me, go talk to the rock, and now I'm taking a stick. Does that make any sense to you? I'm going ahead. so Hashem says, oh by the way, talk to the rock, let the rock come out water. Okay, I go, I'm talking to the rock. So Hashem says, wait, before you go, take this stick. And where's the stick? What stick we're talking about over here? It says, it says over here that Moshe took the mate from in front of Hashem. What does that mean in front of Hashem? What's going on over here? Like He commanded. And then it says, that they finally, saw, they got finally in front of the rock. What does he say? Moshe Rabbeinu screams at them. Listen, you rebellious ones! Oh, we're going to bring water out from there. He took it and he hit the rock. It says twice. Once, twice. I we'd, um, period. I'm going to stop here for a second. This needs explanation. This needs explanation. i want to answer. The answer is, you have to understand what type of stick we're talking about. This is from Shimon He brings down that last week, we had a whole incident of what? Of Korach. Was there a very big Mahlokit with Korach? Everybody knows. One of the biggest mahlukes in history was with the Korach, Eda versus Moshe. Now it says over there, it says at the end, if you look, they all took the sticks. They all took sticks. Him and Korach and the whole entourage of Korach. And they had to put it down. And uh, and what happened to the stick? What happened? What happened? Though? What what, did it, what what grew from the stick? Oh, Almond, yeah. Very good. Almonds, Almond. oh, yeah. Almonds grew out from the stick. Now again, you guys, you guys familiar with that? Now we have to understand what's going on over here. Why is almonds growing out? Come sit, come sit over here. Why did almonds, Lahaim 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 Why did almonds, they call it almonds. No, almonds or almonds? Some people call it almonds, no? Almonds with the L. Almonds, 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 almonds. almonds. Alright, at the end they almonds, right? So there's a bunch of almonds that grew out from the stick. Now the question is, very simple. The question is, why almonds? Out of anything, the rule was whichever stick is going to grow the almonds out, that's the one. Who was the one that almonds came out of? Which stick? Adon's stick. So who's who? Hashem proved who is the leader of that bnei se'el that I picked, that Hashem picked, that I'm Moshe Who was it? Adon. How the stick? His stick. Turn and grew into almonds. Now the question is, why almonds? Why not uh, tangerines? You know? Why not like kiwi? You know? Why almond? If you think about it, it makes sense. Why not cherries? I don't know. Right. Cherries is nice, you know what I'm saying? I have a cherry now. I don't know. Grapes. Maybe grapes, yeah. Next, anybody else? <laughs> you have a million things. Right? You want a watermelon, you said? I don't know if watermelons going to go from the stick, but okay, I would say more smaller fruit, but I got you, everyone to each his own, each imagination, the whole thing was a miracle. All right, we'll say like you, why not watermelons? Okay, but you get my point. You get my point, right? Why almonds? I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Now, you have to think, what I say is there's two types of almonds. Two ways, two ways of almonds being grown on a tree. One way is, the almonds, they start growing on the tree, and in the beginning, it's sweet. The almond in the beginning, it's sweet. The longer it goes, it becomes bitter. So you got to pluck it when it's sweet, let's say. Later on, if it stays long, 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 what is it? It becomes what? Bitter. bitter. Now you have another almond, kamkashi. You have another almond that it says that this almond, the way it grows is, it's bitter, bitter, bitter until it turns sweet. Got it two ways. One way is sweet in the beginning and bitter at the end. The other way the almonds is that it's sweet. bitter in the beginning and sweet at the end. Now what is that? What that? What does that represent? Anything like that? I'm going to tell you. It represents that the fact that in the beginning, if anybody sees uh, argument, in the beginning is action. Oh happy! Oh happy! Oh You know what I'm You ever see in the street like a guy's like about to be out of the car, something like that, or or even in school, my, my another person might scream at another person. Like the beginning is action. You want to see what's up? You know, like wow, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? You tell your friend what's the action about to go down. So, happening. so in the beginning, you're looking at it. You're like, oh wow. You know, you want, you want, you want action. You know how he's seeing my lot. It's, it's starting, the action is starting, so it's like, ah. But at the end, it ends out bitter. At the end, it ends out bitter. You have two guys in the shul or something like that, two guys in the shul are fighting in the beginning, being action, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end, you're like, oh wow, you heard what he said to him, you heard what he did, you heard he did, it. Yeah, at the end you see they're not talking to each other. The rest, the rest of the week, okay, don't talk to me. He's an Azizi, an and now you're trying to make them up. But in the beginning it was action. Maybe sweet a little bit, but then it got bitter. You get it? Like a guy says, "Oh, what's going to be round two? I'm going to come to shul." You, you know, the guy missed shul that week Shabbat. He come, his friends come over. Oh, you missed the action this week it was sick, amazing. You missed it. This guy called that guy out. He took his Aliyah. Another guy took his Aliyah, and it was oh, forget about it. You missed it. He's like, "Oh man, I got to come from Menachem see what's going to be there." <laughs> you know, no, you want it? but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's bitter. At the end of the day, it comes out bitter because even though it's action. But at the end of the day, it's you know things go down. Oh, you ever see a fight in the beginning? Yo, yo what'd you say to me? What'd you say to me? In the beginning, like, oh, it's gonna be coming great. And then that guy gets a bloody eye Another the Come on. At the end of the day, it came out bitter. That was with the Korach. With Korah, the Mahalokit, in the beginning's action. And it was so much action that even rab rabbis, you're talking about 250 rabbis went with him. What's going on? What's happening? Wow. But at the end of the day, at the end of every Mahaloket, I'm saying you're fighting with people, it's bound to turn bitter. You're fighting, you're fighting, always try to stay away from fights, you know, let it be, stay away from fights. Now, you have the other way, where let's say, for example, a person is in a fight already, is in a fight already, now you want to make peace. So in the beginning, if you're the person, the peacemaker, in the beginning it might be difficult. What do you do? You go to the other person, you apologize, apologize, I'm going to apologize to him, he should come kiss my hand, apologize to me. You know, you ever, you ever get that? He's supposed to come apologize to me, kiss my hand, tell me what's going on. I'm going to go to him, let him come to me. And there's the whole thing, and then finally you go to the other guy. Alright, you know what? I can't get you to go to him, let me get the other guy to go to you. He goes to him. This guy, I'm going to go to him? No way, no shot, let him come, I don't care, I'm my dead body, I'm not going to go to him. So what is he going to do? I has to get them both together to make peace. So now it's very hot, it's very, very hot. All of a sudden you invite them for dinner, and you don't tell them about all the guys coming, you invite this guy for dinner, and then you invite this guy for dinner, what are you making? Oh, I'm making this crazy thing, I know you like it, this, 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 I'm making it, I'm happy. it's going to be unbelievable you go to all the guys, come to my house, I'm going to make you a crazy dinner, blah, 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 blah. Unbelievable. Finally they get together, you got them. This guy's starting to scream at you, and this guy's going, how do you do that? I'm not going to leave your house, but how do you do that? You set me up over here. I can't believe you set me up. So it's a fight. But at the end of the meal, they come out with saying, you know what? Cheers. La Lachayan And they become friends. So it's sweet at the end. Mahalok in this case, that you made peace. In the beginning, it's hard to make that peace. But at the end, what is it? It's sweet. It's sweet. And that's why, out of all the fruits, what did Hashem say? I'm going to make this almonds come out of the stick. To show the people, listen, Mahalokit, it might look sweet in the beginning, bitter at the end. Shalom! Shalom! peace, it might be hard to make in the beginning. But at the end, sweet. Two types of almonds. Remember that. Remember that. And Hashem said, remember it so much that I want it to be a zikaron. I want it to be a remembrance. So therefore, take a haron stick and leave it in the oil mo'ed. Leave it in the oil mo'ed. I want you to leave it in a place where the people are going to recognize and remember and notice that this is what it represents. Make peace. Run after peace. It says, rohef shalom, rodef shalom. What does it mean, Ohef Shalom, Odef Shalom? Ohef Shalom does it says love, peace. And it says, chase after peace. Run after it like it's your life. Do what you can get. Do what you can do. Right after I get off, I'm going to tell you a crazy personal story, by the way. I'll tell you a personal story that happened to me today about this whole topic. But it's going to be off the camera. I'm not going to say on the camera. I'm going to be off the camera. Something crazy that happened to me that I said to myself, Oh, we chased, We were able to chase after peace. This is what Hashem wants. Person sometimes, oh, he's he's on his kavod, on his on his ego. No, no, no. Let go, let it be, make peace. You understand what happened? Should I tell you what happened to today's story? Should I tell you? I was gonna say it after. Maybe I'll say it right now. This morning, I said a halakha in the shul yesterday. Very strong halakha. Very strong halakha. That some people they couldn't believe the halakha. So I'm reading it black and white. They couldn't believe in the halakha. This morning, I said, a new halakha that was also very strong. They couldn't believe. So now a guy came up. He started to scream. What are you talking about? It happened this morning, by the way. It says, what are you talking about? No, 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 no. They're, they're not, they're screaming in the lane. What are you talking about? It can't be. It can't be. It can't be. And he starts screaming. It cannot be. It's impossible. I'm reading it right here, black and white. I'm reading it from the book. I'm reading it from the Aquiles. And what are you talking about? He starts screaming in louder. And the people were going crazy. Like, whoa, what's going on? Okay, relax, relax. And he was screaming and screaming and screaming. No, it can't be. It can't be. It can't be. It can't be. He start, He just, it was, it was get, that's it, the end. That, that was the end of it. Can't be. Can't be. We got to the Kaddish. That was it. And uh, I came home and it hit me. This person didn't act properly. This person did not act properly. You don't do that in the middle of everybody screaming against the rabbi saying, it can't be, it can't be we can't be. He's saying He's telling me it can't be, and I'm telling I'm reading it from the book. It can't be. That was wrong, the way he acted towards it. He's screaming out loud, embarrassed, it's embarrassing to me a little bit. You know, it's embarrassing. It's about screaming out, no, Rabbi, it can't be, it can't be, it can't be pointing fingers at me like I'm I'm doing something wrong. I'm reading the halakha what it says. I know what it says. I didn't say anything, kept quiet. I was thinking my mind after shul. I was like, what's going on? This guy has the spa Maybe I would say disrespectful. It's not nice. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna show him tomorrow. I'm gonna write him a text message. Disrespect. I was gonna tell him something very strong. So, you know what? So it says, always run after peace. So I'm going to run after peace. And he was quoting me, a rabbi, that said, this rabbi said not like like what he said. I said, it can't be. I took a screenshot of the halakha, sent it to him. Sent it to him. And he, he admitted through the screenshot that I was right. He called me up right away. We made up. Sorry, rabbi, there's that. Misunderstanding. And everything went smooth. Now if I would have been strong and said, disrespect, this, that, 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 it would have caused back and forth. Even though it couldn't be I'm 100% right to say it. I okay, my mouth shut. I say, you know what? I'm going to just screenshot him the halakha. And after making the peace, says, Rabbi, thank you very much for clarifying. That's it. Hashem loves peace. Run after it. Do what you can get. Do what you can do and don't let it wait and build and build and build and build, build. Right away, try to make the peace. And now, that's exactly what happened. So Hashem says, I want our own stick to be in the oil moed. That's what I want. Good. Why? To remember, don't make controversy. Don't make complaints. Don't make malokit. Now, Rav Shimon now listen what happens. Listen to the Hishbon. Which stick? Was that Moshe took the stick of Aaron? The stick of Aharon that was Noah that was that was in front of God. That's the stick that, that that Moshe Rabbeinu took. Now, why is it important that he has to take it if he's talking to the rock? You know why it's important for him to take it because he's talking to the rock? Because it's important to tell the people look, just wave the stick to the people. Stop complaining about the water. Stop making mahlokin and stop making controversy about the water. Look at that on stick. Remember, they were supposed to remember. That was the purpose of the stick. That's it. But what did Moshe do? He said, "I have this stick now. Now I'm going to show you now," and he ends up hitting the rock. Now what? Aaron is punished for that as well, because Aaron should have been the one to say to Moshe, "That's my stick. What's the purpose of my stick? To make peace, to show it up, to make the people make peace, even with Hashem. Don't don't scream, don't say complaints, and therefore make peace." What? So Aaron was supposed to be the one stopping Moshe Rabbeinu. Stop Moshe. He didn't. He also got a punishment. Not going in. Not going in. And that's exactly what happened in this in, the, in this week's Barashah. That's what's going on over here. He was only to take that stick just to wave it. That's it. To show it, wave it, that's it, finished. Now that he took this stick and what? And he hit the rock with it? That already, oh wow! That wasn't the purpose. The purpose was just to talk to the rock. Now why? What is the whole essence of talking to the rock? Why is it such a big punishment? Let me ask you, is it a miracle if right now I come... And I take my, my, my hand and I go like this. I just go like this. And water starts gushing out for millions of gallons. Is that a miracle? So if it's a miracle, I don't understand. That should be, even if Moshe, you're right. I told you to talk to the rock. And you hit the rock. It's no miracle. So let me tell you a fascinating orahim Kadosh. Listen to what I'm telling you. Listen to this orahim Kadosh. Before I say this orahim Kadosh, I'd like to read to you something. That's very, very important. It's a Gemara in Mesech Kedushin pe bet a person should remember this for life, because again, this is so important. He says in a person should teach a child umanut something to um, um, to make like say a craft, like a, a, a what is it called, craftsmanship, like something something to to, to be able to get the panasah. Yeah. But what he doesn't end that. Pray Pray for the one who has the wealth and the one who has the properties. Who is that? Who is that? Hashem. Why? Why? I'm working, no? Make money, no? No. There is not one craftsmanship there's not one craftsmanship that doesn't have poverty or riches sometimes you'll have a doctor oh doctor makes millions but sometimes you have a doctor they have no patience not no, have no patience no patience <laughs> right? they have no patience you ever see a doctor like that did you ever go into the, I went into one doctor's office one time and it was like literally, I was like shocked out of my mom, I'm thinking I'm going to the doctor. Is that there was no like you know you, you don't go to front desk. There's like a secretary. You go sign in. There's that. It was the doctor doing everything. You sign in. You give me the insurance card. You give me. I'm like I, don't, I don't want to go here. You know, like what's going on? Where's the secretary? Where's the waiting room? No waiting room. You go straight into the straight into his room. Like what's going on? And he tell, after I finished, he tells me I have no patience. There's no patience. I was an eyewitness to that. It's not, people think, oh, I'm going to go to college, med school, I'm going to be a doctor, have the MD on my license plate, this, 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 that, and I'll be a millionaire, this, that. doesn't work like that, my friends. doesn't work like that. Why? Shelo min haumanut. This is what I want you to remember forever. That the poverty is not from the craftsmanship. min and the riches is not from the work that you do. It's all with the Zechut. Now, if you pray to Hashem, your chances are you have a bigger Zechut. That's why you always gotta know you gotta be close to the boss. Two things close to the boss. Go beyond the letter of the law to be close to the boss. You understand what I'm telling you? You understand what I'm telling you? It's very, very important. There was a lady, she couldn't have children for 20 years. She went to a rabbi. She went to a rabbi, one of the greatest, she went to doctors, rabbis, trying. Blah, blah, blah. there was a rabbi in town, He said, oh, this rabbi, I'm going to go see. Well, I heard a big thing, he waited, she waited, 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 and guess what? She says to the rabbi, rabbi, but listen to the end of the story. Says Rabbi, not having children twenty years. Says Hashem doesn't owe you. She telling me Hashem owes you. Hashem owes you something. You're lucky to be alive. You healthy. You could see. You could talk. You could eat. You're lucky to be alive. I have to. Hashem has to provide you. She starts crying even more. Rabbi, you're making me cry even more. She walks out, stamps the door out. She's going crazy. She, Rabbi, of course knows what he's doing. After she left. She opens up the door, the rabbi says, come here for one second, I forgot to tell you one thing. He says, even though Hashem says, nah, not because He gave you all help, you do what you have to do, you have to do what you have to do, but if you do things beyond the letter of the law, it's called the fnim then Hashem will also go beyond the letter of the law. He says, so, what? He says, that's up to you. Rabbi says, do things beyond what you have to do. And then you'll see Hashem doing things beyond that He has to do. So what was that? She came home, she started thinking, she said, you know what I'm going to do? I want children, I'll make pe- children happy. She went to the hospital, she took a toy and a candy. Every day she went, she gave a kid a toy and a candy. Toy and a candy. Toy and a candy. After like 40 days, 50 days of doing it, she found that she was pregnant with triplets. She had two boys and one girl. It's a true story she went beyond the letter of the law She says you're going beyond I'll go beyond and when you what is it saying over here I call it based on this schut I know a fellow he wasn't making it he didn't have money all of a sudden one year he said I'm going to start giving big donations and he started giving a lot of tzedakah he went beyond what his capabilities were he went beyond what he had to do and since he went beyond what he had to do, that year he said to me, I made so much that I couldn't even believe how much I made this year. It was just beyond. Why? He went beyond. He has mos huyot. You want mos huyot? Hashem will give you beyond. Got it? Was that clear? Now I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. Because what does it say over here? It says, the huray omer. What does Rabbi Noah say? This is a very, very famous, famous, famous song. Okay, but it's again Gemara. Rabbi Noah Mani I leave every single craftsmanship in the world. I only teach my son only Torah. That's it. Why? Sha'adamu Kheb Bischara because you'll get rewarded in this world, you get the reward. And you won't take away the reward, but Hashem will provide for this person in this world whatever he needs. <laughs> and you receive great reward. Of Aye. But the other Chris are not like that. A guy gets sick, this, that, they kiss him, they fire him. A guy will always stay healthy with the school the of the Torah. Now, the question is Rabime Meir and Rabbi Noorai is the same rabbi. And they're both saying opposite things. The Vimeir said earlier, I just showed you, teach your son a craft. Then later on he says, I only teach my son only Torah. Well, make up your mind. You teach only Torah? Or you... He says, most of the world, they, they do both. The, the few that want to be Kodesh kodashim, they want to go beyond, and they want to say, Hashem, I'm dedicating my whole life. Wow, the Rambam says about that in the end of Shmitavi Veil, this person is Nikdash B'kodosh Kodashim, is Kodosh Kodashim, whoa, this is a different level, wow, 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 you're picking up the level of learning all day, Kol Kodashim. And he promises, the Rambam promises, that you'll get what you need. What you need, you'll get. I don't know if you're going to wear gold Rolex, but you'll get what you need. Alright? And before he was thinking about it, you know, maybe if i get what I need, I need this, I need the Range Rover, I need this, I need that. No, you get what you need? You get what you need, you get what you need. This problem says. Now, what was this whole incident? The whole incident is you have to understand something very, very clear. A person, this is the Gemara that's showing you, it's not, you have to do Ishtadut. You have to do Ishtadut. But no matter what business you're in, it's not the business that's giving you the money. It's not the business. You got to get in your. Everybody has to get in their heads and their heads and their heads. I was sitting one time with a rabbi, and he was telling me a whole story. Literally, a whole story that he had one real big big donor for his basically his own yeshiva. And guess what? He passed away, and. He didn't leave. His kids took over. His kids didn't leave anything. To... He says, "No, no, we're not supporting the issue. We're not supporting that. And he lost the big, do- the big donor that was giving him tons and tons and tons. And I said, "Whoa, what'd you do?" He said, "I wasn't in my heart. I didn't feel bad at all because I know that Hashem will find other ways." Finished. Finished. It's scary. I'm not saying that it's a, that it's a walk in the park. But a person has to understand the money comes from Hashem, period. The health comes from God, period. No doctor has any say on your health. Not one doctor has any say on your health. You have to understand that. You go to, guys go, all oh, this, that, that. He does not have a say. I told you the story with, with Eli. The guy, he prays with us upstairs. He's a young 13-year-old. I told you the story tomorrow he'll be here for prayers. Go ask him the story. He comes in. You know Eli, Jimmy. Jimmy's Jimmy's his dad. Yeah. He comes in. And I heard it first from Jimmy, his father. He comes in. And the doctor, top, top, doctor, they're doing an eye surgery for his son. 13-year-old boy he's doing an eye surgery. He sits the eye surgery, he's doing this eye surgery. And what happens is, the doctor comes in, and Jimmy tells this, Hashubi be dooby doctor, you are not doing the surgery on my son. So what, what is this? What is the guy talking about? Uh, excuse me, sir. And they have like the nurses on the side. Excuse me, sir. This this is the surgeon, one number one surgeon in the world. See, so, yeah, I know. But when I when I when I walked in, and she saw my son, she told my son, "I don't know if it's going to happen." I don't think it will happen if the surgery will be successful. So I'm telling her, she is not going to do the surgery on my son. She is going to be the messenger from God to do the surgery because God will decide the success or not. It was a successful surgery. And I told him it was successful because you had only the Bidachon Hashem and not in the doctor. Do you understand what's going on? I mean you imagine you have the guts to do that. Imagine the, the guy imagine you have the guts to tell the doctor in the face. Jimmy told me I said in the face, you're not doing the surgery. And at the end, you're just walking out ready to fume out this, that, that. So no, you'll be my messenger from God to do the surgery. That's guts. That's strong as Hazak. That's Hazak emunah. Nobody can say nothing on that. No, this is Hazak. You know what? This is what it is. That's the emunah. That's the thing. that a person has to have in his bones, a person thinks, "Oh, this is my sales rep. Oh, I got to flatter the person because if I don't flatter, I'm not saying not to send a gift or something like that. Do we have to do? No problem. But don't feel that the fact that I'm giving a gift, he's gonna, I'm gonna make the sale because I gave him the gift. Don't feel like that, because he's only a puppet from Shaman to make it happen, and you, you're also the puppet to make a shaliach also happen. One time, a person asked me something for some help. You know, I was very impressed about the person. Until today, he knocked on my head. He needed a certain amount of money right away, badly, like something. A man, I said, "Rabbi, get it for me." So I said, "Listen, I can only get half." I told him. So okay, no problem. He said, "So so fast, no problem." He said, "Listen, there's a lot of sheli'chim l'makomi." Tells me, there's a lot of messages from Hashem. You're a messenger, so you give me half, give me half. I'll get another messenger. The way he said it was so good on my... I was like, beautiful. I said, beautiful. You know? That's the truth. He's right. So I told him, I'm going to take this other town that you want. Did I go? I gave it to him. I gave it to him. But I'm just bringing out the point. You understand my point I'm trying to say? It's all messengers. A person says, Oh, I'm born from wealth. I am wealthy. Why? My father's wealthy. I'm wealthy. Who says? hundred percent? Things can happen overnight and also a person that's poor, so I'm going to be like this for my life. What are you talking about? Who said, things can happen overnight. Things can happen overnight. I said this once at some place, and a guy called me up. He says, Rabbi, you're right. Overnight, I was a millionaire. Unfortunately, it wasn't so so happily, but I was a millionaire overnight. So said, what happened? He said, you gave a whole speech, this, 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 this. My father was in his uh, 89. He passed away. I didn't know, but he left me a $2 million building. Paid. Overnight. He's like, he didn't know about it. He didn't know about it. He didn't know what was going to come to him. He had other brothers and went to this one, 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 one son. True story. He said, You said? Tomorrow you can wake up. But who knows? You make one deal all of a sudden. A guy in the corona called me up. He couldn't contain himself. He couldn't contain himself on the happiness. He said, Rabbi, I never saw this business in my life. I was always a worker in my life making a certain salad. This is the first time in my life I'm seeing great It's like, what happened? He said he got a connection. You know those... Um, um, those the, the, the He got a connection with one big company that had crazy employees, thousands of thousands of employees, and every day they were doing like a test swab, an automatic... You know what I'm talking about? like It's an automatic, a rapid... I don't know if it was rapid test. It's like, it's like a one thing like that, and he had the connections to all that. So he gave him, this one company, gave him every day, maybe 5,000 swabs he needed, every single day throughout the corona. You know how much, he's living till today, he's telling me, I can live till Mashiach like this. I'm serious. That's it, I can live the rest of my life good. What happened? What happened in one year? Rosh Hashanah came. Because we don't live. We do not live. With the, with the fact that we're always oh, doing, must be that this is going to happen, you do, the outcome is not in your hands, you have to get that through your head, the outcome is not in your hands, you know how many times I could tell you, off camera I'll tell you so many times, somebody asked me for help to get him a, a house, somebody asked me, oh, I need a house, help me I get a house, two hours I got him, ready to sign the contract, <laughs> Says the, o- the the owner was renting it to a tenant, and the tenant was there for ten years. Says as I'm about to sign the contract, the, the guy is telling me what happens. He's about to sign the contract, and what happens? The tenant says, "I'm here for ten years. Can I get first priorities on the house?" Says yes. You're here ten years. I'm going to give it. the owner said I'm going to give it to you instead, and he gave it to him instead. He lost it. He said, well, "I said well, he, it's meant to be finished because you could do yish but the outcome of it is not in your hands. You, you have to know that. You work as hard as you can. I'm not saying not to work as hard as you can. Work as hard as you can. Don't be lazy and work as hard as you can. But just know, the outcome is not in your hands. It's not in your hands. Even with shitukhim and everything like that, work as hard as you can. Speak to shatchanim. What's going on? Speak to this shatchan, that shatchan, that shatchan. Do the Do as much as you can. There's no problem doing as much as you can. But the outcome is in Hashem's hands. Finished. Finished. Again, a person not feeling well, do ishtalut. Go to the doctor, go do that. But the doctor has no final say. You're doing ishtalut. That's what you're doing. You try, you try, you try. Outcome is more. But again, try as hard as you can. Try as hard as you can. Right? Some people on a higher level, but a lot of times it's the up playing with them to be lazy. Say, no. The guy tells me, "I'm not gonna to go to no doctor." I was like, "Why are you not going to doctor?" He says, I, "If Hashem wants me to heal uh, me, He's gonna heal me." That's it. I'm not going to no doctor. That's it. I'm not going to no doctor. He tells me. I said, "Do your shalut, Habibi. You have to do your shalut. Hashem wants you to do your shalut. Don't 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 play games." I was like, "You're not going to doctor because you're lazy, you're busy, you're not in the mood, you don't want a shot, you don't want this, you don't want a checkup. That's why you're not going. Don't play. Don't say. Don't say the Hashem. The, don't give me that Hashem uh, card. He pulls out that Hashem card. Why are you not working? He tells me, "I'm not working because shame Hashem card. Hashem's gonna support me. Is that?" So the guy's chilling in his bed Sunday afternoon to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, what happened? If Hashem's gonna provide, he's gonna provide me even if I'm my bed. And he's listening to his ear pods, I don't know which song he's listening to. And his father knocks on his door. Let's go, let's go. Now I learned to Sheur, Hashem provide, Hashem Provide. I'm gonna sit here, I wanna see Hashem provide. Eh, you're on the level of the Gaon that used to do that? Gaon Vilna was like that. Gaon Vilna was not like that, like that guy. Gaon B'vulna was like, uh, uh, Gaon Vilna didn't want to go to a doctor. He was on a level of saying he doesn't have to go to a doctor because he himself, he himself understood there's all that He was on that level until his family forced him and told him and this and that. So I'm going to my family. That's it. We're not on the Gaon Vilna's level. I'm sorry to say, you do your shalut, but the, 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 the kuns. The outcome, the, the greatness of you is that you know when you have that success, it's all for Hashem. That's the greatness. A lot of times, people they work so 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 hard, they did everything, and finally they see the success. And what do they say to themselves? Wow, I work so hard. That's why. Wrong. Wrong. You have to work hard. There's guys working out, working out. Look at my muscles, Rabbi. Look at my muscles. Feel that, Rabbi. Chest. Feel that chest. Feel that chest. He makes the <laughs> makes the you know that thing like this. Eh, eh. He's like a macho man. Da da. The fact that the, the, the body is shaped the way it's say, not because the muscle, because I did the weights, and since I did the bench press, and I did the bells, da 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 and I did the push-ups, and the jump rope, he did everything. Look at my body, Rabbi. See, feel my kid, feel my kid right there, feel it. Ah, ah, zak The guy says, "What? You <laughs> work out? This is the results." No, you do your sh'tadlut, and the results is from God. How many times you have health? I'm not. I'm, not I'm, I'm very on for health. How many of you have health, wild, wild health guys, like what I'm talking about, they won't have anything that's not healthy, and they, they're healthy. And a lot of times you'll see the healthiest guy died younger than the guy was drinking a cup of coke every single day of his life. You know, what happened? the guy's a health freak, he's going crazy, he's out health, health, health. All of a sudden the guy, he has 15 cigarettes a day, and this guy died before the other guy. This guy's smoking cigarettes, he's still 95 on his porch with his I don't know what, sitting there and he's, he's taking a cigarette and he's on his thing, he lives 95. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? How I, can you explain to me? You can explain. But again, it's just, I'm, not, I'm not encouraging. Now a guy says, oh, right, am I saying? No, smoking is bad. Has for long, the guy knows it's bad, he can't smoke. Go smoke. Whatever it is, whatever you smoke, you know. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you get my point. You boys get my point I'm trying to make here today. You get my point. And now, what does this have to do with anything now? You tell me, what does it to do with the rock, Rabbi? It has everything to do with the rock. You know why? Because what would happen, you know what Moshe, the Orachim HaKadosh says, you know what Moshe was supposed to say to the rock? Talk to the rock. What was he supposed to say? You know what he was supposed to say? He was supposed to say, Devar Torah. And when he would say it Torah, what would come out? Water. Water. Say, wow, imagine, this is what Torah does. One word of Torah, water comes out. Imagine if I learn all day, how much parasa will come down. And you know how many people will go sitting in the kollel learning? You'll have most of the people, 99.90%. Now, how many people you have learning the kollel nowadays? How many, do the cheshbon? how many Jews are there? Somebody show me a cheshbon. I have it on my on my phone. Somebody show me a cheshbon. How many Jews are there? How many religious Jews are there? Even the religious Jews, how many religious Jews are learning half of that? How many religious Jews are learning all day long Torah? And it comes to 0.02%, something crazy like that. The percentage would be much greater if they would have just saw. Imagine I tell you right now, you learn a paycheck in Torah and watch your bank account. It's going to go up. The zeros are going to go up. One million, two million, three million. You'll never stop learning, but that's the truth. You're bringing beracha to the world. That's the truth. Rabbi Chanan Ben Dosa it says that. what is does Rabbi Chanan Dosa says? He says the whole world is standing what? The whole world is getting panasa because of Abin Dosa. Abin Dosa is enough that he has uh, haruvim. He's eating some carbs. That's enough But the whole world is getting from his from his pan, from the panasa from because he's learned. The whole world is being sustained because of Abin Dosa. That's what it says in Ali, Third pedek. So Abin Dosa. He said to himself, "Wow, she! Wow, it's crazy. If you would have saw Moshe Rabbeinu talk to the rock and water, say a word of Torah, and water came out, what was your first reaction? Wow! But now it negated the fact because he hit with the rock. We didn't see the we didn't see the Kidush Hashem on that end. But now I'm telling you the Kiddush Hashem, because Zemet, what I'm telling you, when you're learning Torah, I saw Hashem the Hazon Ish. I saw in the name of the Hazon Ish, the Hazon Ish says, the Hazon Ish says." That if a person would would understand, when you're working hard for the Torah, the the other person who's trying to to make Karev, bring back people to religion, it's going to give him power to make the other person religious, because his Torah is spread. It's like a perfume in the world, and because his perfume was there, as the rabbi that's talking to get him religious, that perfume is going into his ears, smell the nose, is Shamas feeling Rabbi, Yeah, you got me. I'm going I want to be going to Shabbat. You get how it works? You get how it works? And this is tonight, Shiu. Tonight Shiu, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about two things. Tonight we spoke about Hukat. Well we don't need to read no, it doesn't make a difference what the reason is. You're right, I understand what the reason is. But I felt that Allah Hashem says this is what he says, is what I'm doing. Finished. Alright, but the reason is like this, and if I don't apply the reason, it won't happen to me does make a difference. Hashem says this is what I want to do. Of course, you want to know the reason? Figure out the reason, no problem. But I'm doing it anyway, no matter what reason it is, because Hashem said. And the second thing we said tonight is, the second thing we said tonight was which, which stick was it that Moshe Rabbeinu had to take? He had to take the stick of Aharon to show uh, to show the people don't complain. Run after Shalom. Look at the stick. Run after shalom. Look, there's two types of almonds. The almonds of shalom is greater. It gets sweet at the end. Be, be Shalom. Be peaceful. No fighting. What happened? Moshe Rabbeinu was supposed to say what to the stick, to the rock. He was supposed to talk to the rock, divre Torah. And when we talk to the rock, divre Torah, water would come out. Then people will understand automatically what what Torah could do. You say one word, of Torah, you bring berachat to the whole entire world.